Welcome into the Charge Down, episode 47, featuring uh, Rob, which is me, um, Neil, Dave, uh, no James this week, he's, uh, uh, he's, yes, he's not here, um, yes, yes, but get better soon, hopefully, yes, um, obviously, I just want to get it out of the way, uh, but yeah, situation in Ukraine has just been mad, um, Grim. I just I don't know what to say about Ukraine. Wouldn't they just solve the issue with a rugby match? I, no, I don't know. Out of the rugby. The the Russia Georgia game, which was scheduled this weekend, has been postponed uh, because of all this crack. But I don't know. I don't. I don't really, This isn't the geopolitical podcast, so I just wanted to acknowledge it. I don't really have anything more to say. But now let's move to. We had the Super Bowl just there a few days ago. Um. And we had the halftime show, which is quite is very popular. Um, a lot of people would watch the Super Bowl purely for the halftime show. Uh, and during the week, then we had Itoje and stuff saying that rugby needs like a bit of this kind of glitz and glamour. So yeah. I just I want to throw it out to you guys. Who would you like to see? Uh, well, I, I, I've been thinking about this since I saw the Super Bowl halftime show, Rob, and, and like just with the whole geopolitical situation in Eastern Europe, I think it would be highly appropriate, in fact, apt even, if Vladimir Putin and Alexander Lukashenko had a rap battle at the uh, beginning of the URC just to set things off right. And then they could have like a voting system for who rapped better. Yeah, that, that could get quite tricky. Um, look, we need to solve problems some way other than violence, and I say rapping is perhaps a better way. Maybe humans will become enlightened someday and wrap their ways out of problems. <laughs> there you go. Now you're getting into the spirit of things. Is there any artist though that you can think of that you think would uh, add to the appeal of, a, let's say, a URC Grand Final? Uh, well, I mean, any artist, but uh, I suppose Jay Z has that stupid fucking what is it you guys call it? Rock Nation. Yeah, that's the one. That seems yeah. to be loosely associated with URC, so I imagine there could be some sort of you scratch my back, I scratch yours situation there. But, I mean, I can't think of any artists, artists that I would associate expressly with rugby. So, Great. yeah, Jay-Z, I guess. Okay. Neil, do you have any uh, artists? Oh, we shouldn't do a halftime show. People are idiots. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, halftime show's been a thing in American football for like 50 years you can't just say I'll put a big halftime show rugby gets super popular now it doesn't work like that I don't think he's Rob was your intention for it to make rugby popular or just to have a more entertaining product for the people who like rugby already both Um, right because like uh, I don't know like the NFL probably didn't have a halftime show 51 years ago it's got to start sometime you know what I mean yeah it was never as big as that but like Brave New World stuff. Got to yep. mix the game up a bit. I, I, I just thought it was an interesting little thing that people were talking about during the week. Um, yeah, but you're wrong and they're wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's, okay, let's let's get back to the rugby, okay? Um, we had Six Nations there two weeks ago. Uh-huh. Um, yep. Let's, let's just get straight into it. Uh, we France versus Ireland was the big game. Um. Where do you want to start with that? Do you want to start with our, our bad start? Seems a good place. Yeah. It's like the straight, straight off. I was right in my prediction. Yep. 
I assume you've been tracking these, Rob. Uh, what what prediction was it that France would win? By roughly that score. I was oh, closest. Uh, okay. I'll just have to take your word for it, but okay. You want a cookie? <laughs> Wouldn't mind some kudos. <laughs> no, it was a good call. Yeah. Right? I went into it like very relaxed saying that we're going to get hammered, so it doesn't matter. And then we got hammered straight away. I was like, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and then we came back into it. And I got really invested into the match. My aloofness didn't last long. Mm. But they came out and they were very physical. Um, very strong. Like, nothing too surprising, to be honest. But it's just a very tough place to go. I saw the point being mentioned is this is the first away game international away game of crowds for several of those players. Mm. You think of like Doris never played in a big crowd like that away. Keenan. Um, Hansen, although he played pretty well. Behan. Maybe Gibson Park. Oh, are you trying to excuse bad play by this angle? Not necessarily excuse it, but I'm saying this oh. is their first experience of going away to right. a Right, right. So it's a crowd. it's a potential reason for maybe misstep is what, what you're getting at. right yeah I'm just, I'm just saying like it, they could be an overall slightly by the case maybe not maybe you're fine and just play poorly due to the opposition mm. but i thought france came out very strong they hit rooks with some force i saw i think it was cyril boy sending uh, porter flying off one yeah now williams that was hitting them very tough start for us um it's kind of a miracle play from Hansen to get us back into it because I thought we were going to be in a very bad place. Yeah, it's the kind of thing that you can't really count on. Like, because what was the score at that stage? 10 0. 10 0. And then just, like, that will never happen again. I don't know that I've ever seen that in any match ever. And I don't expect it. Very that. rarely see. Sorry, that's the first time I've ever seen it like that. Exactly yeah. like that. But sometimes you see a person jump up and miss the ball completely and the person's yeah. behind them. Yeah. Or, yeah. like yeah. as you said, they spill the ball, knock it on, mm. and they run it in. But, but, like, okay, let's conceive of a situation where he doesn't get that try. Like, we're, yeah. we're in a whole world of pain then. Yeah. The match is totally different complexion. Like, but then again, having said that, I, I could conceive of us playing that match again this week mm-hmm. and surviving the initial onslaught. Yeah, like you said about how physical they were, which was obviously telegraphed. You know, that's what they're going to do with their Ewini Antonios and fucking Willemses tractor, as they call them. <laughs> I like that one. But like, we if we kind of shored up our defense a bit better initially with the whole like we knew what was coming. Now, I, I, I we could have potentially steadied the ship a bit earlier without needing that miracle try, but. I just wonder, like, you know, the way we had the resurgence in the second half or whatever, yeah. how much of that was to do with us versus them sort of thing? Yeah, well, like, the thing is, okay, like, we and Antonio, and I've said many times in this podcast and off it, like, I don't get why you have players like them. Mm. That game really f- reinforced why you'd have someone like him. Yeah. At the highest level, doing this, I was like, okay, I can see why you want that, especially with Williams behind him. Yeah, there's some fierce pressure in that scrum. Like, and yeah. we we were praising our front row last week, uh, mm. on, or the week before last on the podcast. And uh, I I don't know that they were making mincemeat of our scrum necessarily, but yeah, they had enough the, advantage to. Yeah, there was 
an uncomfortable amount of pressure coming through, like, and I don't think, I don't think like any from around the world would have been necessarily able to. Maybe South Africa was. Maybe yeah, but it just yeah, I don't know. It's bad taste in my mouth the whole French match because I was with uni, like I I predicted we'd lose as well, and but for uh. And miracle Dan Sheehan tackle, I believe I would have had the closer prediction. But uh <laughs> but um yeah, like it rankles me that we actually we had a chance, like, you know what I mean? We actually yeah. we drug we dragged ourselves back into the match and then we still ended up losing. That there's You're a chunk of the game, about twenty minutes in the second half where France stopped playing. Mm, and this is what oh. I'm saying. I wonder yeah. how much of it had to do with us versus yeah. them. Yeah, well, sorry, I, was, I was going to segue this point um, when we were saying how big, how you, the value of the big guys, mm. um, like all the French forwards, pretty much played better than their opposite numbers in the first half. Mm. But the second half, the Irish forwards were going, and they were going, and they were still going strong, and the French starting forwards were tiring, and then they got the subs on, and they got a bit more back into it. But like there was a period, in, especially like the first maybe say twenty minutes of that second half. Um, where our forwards are looking really fresh, not fresh, but like fitter than their oppositions, because they are fitter oppositions. Like mm. you have the big, the big units, but you lose off, you lose um, the trade-off in that you know it's fit. Mm. Um, they gassed out, is what you're saying. Looked like it to me, and then the subs came on. They managed to control the match enough to to win it. Well, the, I want to put, I want to put a counterpoint to you in that regard because I think it's. It's a bad sign that our people have to stay on for so long, particularly our Lucid and Tighthead. I I just feel like the depth isn't there. Like who's coming on, Healy and Bealum. Yeah. I, I feel like if we had better options to come off the bench, mm-hmm. our starting front rows would be replaced sooner. And yeah, I know was... you I know you're saying like the fitness thing, which is a totally valid point. But you might then say, like, against a team of equal fitness and roughly approximate equal quality in the front row, then we're going to come off second best because we have to leave our guys on longer. Yeah, but it's like, it is what it is. Like, we can't just magic mm. up props. Mm. Mm. This is an improvement over last year now that we have two excellent physical units yeah. on props and we have two great athletes at hooker. Like, like it is what it is. We we, like, we can't we, we can't we can't match the size of France or South Africa or even England. Not so much, but France South Africa they just have more big men. They, they no, can... yeah, but it does seem nearly like the way it's going now. Where it's always been. It. France have the big players. We just played around us. You get a good fifty minutes out of your starting big blokes. Forty minutes, fifty minutes, and then ring the changes quite early. I think I'm noticing more teams doing it. But it, as you say, it might just be. Now, the advantage of Furlong and Porter is they can go strong for long. They can, <laughs> they can, they can like Porter's played seventy minutes plus international. Oh, one hundred percent. So it's, it's it's yeah, I can understand the worry, but if they're both fish, it's not a major issue. Mm. Like I don't think. Okay, sure, it'd be great if we had excellent props to replace them at sixty minutes or fifty-five minutes. But mm. the fact they have to last like ten minutes longer than their opposition and they can still put in that performance, not a great worry for me. But again, we do need to build more depth. So, well, spe- speaking of building depth, uh, do you want to focus in on Joey Carberry? Because obviously, this was yeah. the first exposure. Well, this was his first Six Nations start. Um, is, it, is it weird to think that if any team was going to injure him, it was France? Like, 
and I guess he, he didn't get injured. So he impressed me greatly. Be- purely because I had such low expectations, I think. Yes, that's the, I'm, I'm going to argue the opposite. I thought he wasn't good at all. Um, and I think a lot of people did agree with you, Dave. Mm. But I think staying fit, uh, making his tackles, uh, making his kicks, and people said that was, that was a very good performance. That was not a, um, a 10 who rang the back line at all. Okay, yeah, there was, was a, big a very good performance for a bloke who just came back. From again, again, that's the caveat there you're putting in there. Yeah, and I'm the caveat, It's not a very caveat. good performance. It's like it's like saying um, I, can't, I can't think of anyone who played terribly, but um, in the French match, yeah, I see, thought Doris's performance was approaching terrible, but I wouldn't say terrible overall. Yeah, yeah but it's like saying, oh, like 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 thing I said, I was like, oh, he actually had a very good performance considering it was his first game in France against a crowd. I can't see how you can't caveat that situation, considering... Like personally, personally, yeah, great for Joey, he managed, and for the Irish rugby, that he managed to stay through that game mm. fit, but he didn't play well. I thought in the points, second half, he's, there was glimmers of, like... You, but the thing is, you're out half, you have to manage the game. Like, you can't say he has a f- couple of good touches, and that's it. Like, he, he didn't create anything, barely anything. He didn't run anything. He made his tackles, but he got... He got knocked back a lot, so he, oh, he's, they're always making yards on his, his channel, or he had to get someone else to support him. Um, like his kicking wasn't particularly good. Part of, that was part of uh, the game from plan. Or from hand, uh, from the hand, his kicking from T very good. I was impressed with that. Yeah, but like aside from that, that was not like we're not going to win tournaments with that level of out half play. Uh... No, unless our pack gets much bigger and stronger. And we have an excellent scrum half, and we continue on this passing game. Sure, yeah, you can have a a ten but, who isn't that good. But okay, conceived from a situation where we win that match last weekend, it wasn't mm-hmm. that far away from happening. Then we could have went on and won the Six Nations with Joey at ten. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which is the tournament. Well, won. Yeah, sure, we could have won that 10. match, but it, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't necessarily because of him we won. We could have won that match. Mm. Okay. But it was, it's a team effort. I, I yeah, don't. But the problem is, like, sorry, the, there's, and this is I listened to the mole on this, and they were very negative against him, partly because people mm. were so positive on him. Mm, yeah, and he's, he's, it was like him playing against Argentina. Like the team's doing well, but like when your forwards are beating the shit out of a disinterested team, like, and you're not doing much with the ball, that that doesn't reflect uh, well on you. Like it's no. his best performance in this this season in our shirt was when he's at fullback for. The game against Argentina for the last bit, right? Then he actually was threatening. Now he, he was just—he's just not an empty shirt. That's too harsh, but he's not a positive. People were saying he's an empty shirt. I would, no, I was going—I was going to say empty shirt, but I think that was too harsh. So mm-hmm. I roll back a bit to say he just—he well, wasn't. I don't want to say he wasn't a positive influence, but he didn't really give us much. And separate that from kicking from the tee because that was pretty good. Okay, well, I'm gonna revert. I'm gonna do the Uno card on your point against my prop proposition. Like, considering the country's status at out half, I think that was a a positive outcome in terms of Joey's performance. Like, we, he didn't get injured. That's positive. Hopefully, yeah, he but, performs better. But he's not playing well. Okay, let's just find an out half that plays well. Then, like, well, we have one. We have one in Carty, and he got two minutes and threw a ball into. Into touch. Mm. I don't know. I think Carty plays well in Connacht, but 
Yeah, I'm not saying he's the answer, but I'm, I'm saying if you wanted an out half that was better, you play Carthy. You, you play, you put him on the bench last game, and you play him this game against France. But we went with Carberry, so we're, we're trying to play him back into being an international out half, which I feel like has I, never worked. Has Carthy not got a few shots over the last few years? No, he got the shots in World Cup and didn't get anything after it, pretty much. Mm. And he was kind of floating into the squad this season. Right, right. But he did get a shot at the World Cup. Mm-hmm. He did, yeah. Okay. He started in that game against Japan. Right. Um, and there's there's a whole narrative that he's blamed for us, but Farrell, not necessarily true. Mm. Well, I mean, like, I think if you set your game plan around arguably one of the best outhouse as well of all time in Johnny Saxon, and then don't have that, and then have to draft someone else in mm. and make do, I feel like it would be unfair to blame the individual who comes in to try and fill the shoes, like, you know. Mm. But but I just think you have to caveat that Joey's performance, and I see where you're coming from, but... Yeah, but say, I, say if you no idea about Joey. Yeah. You just, you watch, you wa- walked into this game, you, didn't, you just saw this, this, the team sheets two seconds before it started. Mm-hmm. Would you have said that was a good out-half performance? I would say no. I would say solid. Is what I would use to describe it. What was solid in terms of doing well? Like he didn't run the back line. But it, it, I, I'd countered that with um, my expectations for him were again well, no expectations. You watched yeah. the game. Was You'd, that a good? Was that a good out half performance? Would you say that guy carried I, the team? He I, I, led the team. You're, you're I, saying leading or carrying the team? What's an out half has to do? Just like goodness. Um, like this isn't we are in France where the scrum half is the general, and the out half can just be passing or have his own strengths. The out half has to be a central part of our attack, and essentially a leader. Oh. Rob, you're going to say something? I think I interrupted you. Uh, I just thought it was kind of an error-free. I I kind of see where Neil's coming at that it wasn't. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, sure. You didn't make too many errors. Yeah. But when you're saying this guy who's in charge of our attack in charge of our attacking game, didn't make many errors. That that implies to me that our attack wasn't good. True. And our tries came from a sniper in the breakdown, line out Maul, and... Mac Hansen. Which, in fairness, was a good kick from Carberry. True, true. But that's not, that's not like running a back line, which is the main issue I had. I, I feel like... And I might be wrong here, but I feel like... I was. I didn't see any praise or otherwise for Carberry or anyone else. I wasn't like. I, I wasn't paying too much attention to what people were saying. But a I, lot I of it is in, like... the, in, the, in the thing, like, oh yeah, he's back from injury, so we can't be too critical. Or as you said, like the caveat, you know, he's, I expected expected worse, maybe, and he did okay. But like as I said, it wasn't a great performance from him, and it wasn't what a ten should be doing for us. And you think Carty could have could have done better? Possibly. I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying. Oh, if we had Carty, we'd have won. And I think it's too late now for Carty in this campaign, maybe. Mm. But I don't think what Carberry's providing at the moment is is particularly good. Mm. But yeah. okay, okay. Another caveat because I can't not look at his performance outside of context because I'm not capable of that. The World Cup is next year. I just think... Carberry gets injured. Yeah, well, you're more or less in the same position then, I feel like. Because... 
Okay, let's, let's, say, say, yeah, let's say let's say, say um, Carby gets injured next year and barely makes the World Cup. Mm. Uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm constructing a poor case here. I'm, I'm trying to say is because Carby's so injury prone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's not playing particularly well. I don't think anyone's saying here in this podcast he's playing great. That'd be no. fair to say. Yep. Solid. So why not give Carty the game time? Let Carty mm-hmm. let Carby hit it up a monster, get form back, bring him then to New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And then see him, but like the fact he like he literally we were surprised he was named in that Wales squad because he had a broken arm. Mm. Yeah, from not from not like I just think we're putting all our eggs are in two baskets. The main one was sex and ancient, bit injury prone, not as much as Carberry maybe over that short term, and Carberry who's very injury prone. Mm. At least with sex and you know he'll he'll come in he'll perform, but Carberry mm. we do not. We don't have that. We don't have that guarantee that he's going to come back and play well. Yep. Um, I'm just looking at my notes here. Um, I just have... I wrote, wrote down particularly your man uh, Villiers was... For, for a guy of his size, he was probably the most physical player I've seen of yeah. that, that kind of size. He'll I haven't seen much of him uh, before the Six Nations. In fact, I can't say I've seen anything of him before mm. the Six Nations that I can remember. Um, but he was he was like bumping guys like he bumped Andrew over Conway. Conway. <laughs> yeah, he he uh, I think he did uh, Mac Hansen at one point as well, or at least sent him back quite quite a ways. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think he's uh, he'll probably if he continues the way he's playing, I'd say he'll get player of the tournament because my well, God, I think he's not injured. Yeah, he's injured now. <laughs> oh, is he? That's that's a yeah. shame. Yeah, but I, I, I found him just kind of like just crazy physical for a guy of his size. I was like, mm. who is this, this freak? And he was winning he was winning penalties at the breakdown and stuff. And... Yeah, he loves I, 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 I just want to see this at the very start. This mm. is what happens when you play away in France with a ref who wasn't strong. Mm. We got nothing that game. So and that's all I'm going to say about the ref. Um, yeah. I, was, I was re-watching the highlights again just to jog my memory. Mm. And the re- thing that really killed us when we conceded a try... Um, when we were trying to clear our lines, mm-hmm. yeah, like they just came in from the side, and that ball squirted it out. It's like, ah, okay. Um, uh, but that's you, what happens. Do you guys want to talk a little bit about, like, I don't want to get too into it, but 72nd minute or whatever, we mm-hmm. get the penalty, and the huge conversation then is we're, I think we're down by six, yep. um, and James Ryan makes the call to take the three. Yeah. Um, well, the, the first thing is it was 100% correct because the game finished within six points. So we got the losing bonus point. And it was wrong because we lost. So it's, it, it, it's a... No win. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. Uh, now, I can understand why you're going for the line because you want to go for the win. The French... Mm-hmm. Our line was going very strong. The mm-hmm. mall, I should say. Um... But the French had made mess of our lineouts a couple of times that game already. Mm-hmm. So, like, if he kicks onto the corner, we lose the ball and we don't get a losing bonus points, and this tournament ends up being decided by a point or something. Mm-hmm. Like, of, like people people will be saying the same thing. People criticizing now we say, "Oh, why didn't you take the points? You always take your points in that situation." I would have taken the points, mm-hmm. um, and I think it worked out well for us with the four-one split. I think that's a very good result. Considering we were at home last year and we scraped the same 
the same result, uh, playing much worse. Mm. Um, I got a lot of luck at that game. Mm. I can like in but, retrospect, knowing how that game went out, probably should have kicked to the corner. Yep, I, but like I, it, it's it's tough. It's very tough. Like I, I don't blame anyone for picking one side or the other because mm. I think um, there's, there's there's obvious pros and cons to both. But I would just wonder. I don't know. It just kind of nags at me that uh, just at that moment we had a bit of momentum. I know, I know our lineout wasn't perfect and all that, but I'd be like, I don't know. I'd kind of, I prefer not that I prefer to lose, but um, and I get your point. Like you know, it's a long, it's a, it's a fairly long tournament, and there's these calls can come back to haunt you and all this kind of crack. And I don't know. I just, I don't know. It just nags at me that we didn't. Um, go for the win but i suppose that's just they obviously felt that they had the the ability to get the ball back and go down and yeah but and go down and then what win a penalty and draw it up oh like, it's an incredible still, result you're still gonna have to score a try yeah if you want to win so you're still gonna be in that position of having to that's why i didn't really understand the three point thing it was kind of like so are you playing for a draw or I, mm. I just didn't really get it. When they got the penalty, I was like, yeah, kick it to touch. But then when they decided to take the three, I was like, yeah, that's probably actually the smart decision. So, mm. I don't know. I I think, like, the way we were all talking about the match last week beforehand, to get anything out of it was a positive. True, so, yes. yeah. so, at 72 minutes, you're you're thinking, like, okay, we're getting something out of this potentially, so that's a positive. But to claw it back the way they did and then only get a losing bonus point just feels... Yeah, and considering we would have, that would have been a bonus point try as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, jeez, didn't even think about that. Mad, like that's crazy that we <laughs> outscored France on the try. Yeah, mm. and uh, Dan Sheehan might have saved the tournament in retrospect, depending on how mm. of, um, with that try saving tackle, because that would have been no bonus point for us and bonus point for France. Mm-hmm. What what, two what, swing. what did you guys make for Dan Sheehan? Um, Great performance. Yeah. There was one point where uh, he was, he, I think they were trying to execute a choke tackle on a French player, I'm not sure who, possibly Willemsa. And uh, Sheehan has his back to the French line, and Antonio comes in, absolutely wallops him blindsided in the upper back, and he just gets up straight after. I think Sheehan is a physical monster. And, like, I know that emphasis on size isn't really a thing we do in Irish rugby, and possibly because we can't just by virtue of the small player pool or whatever. But I think to have him and Kelleher and the fact that they, they're both so good, but they kind of both bring different aspects. I feel like Kelleher is more of like a intricate ball handling skills for a hooker anyway. And then I think Sheehan's just a bit of a monster. Like it's, it's good stuff. Mm. He's a unit. <laughs> yep. Um, do you want to, I have here the other Six Nations games, but I don't know how much you guys really want to talk about Wales or Scotland. Uh, we could just pivot straight into the Italy game. Well, preview of the Italy game. Well, we could talk a little bit about the other games, I suppose. Okay. Well, what you... Just, you know, it's just disappointing. Very Scotland. funny. <laughs> other, the other two matches were very disappointing. Hilarious. Well, yeah. I, um... if, you, if you watched it with humour in mind, it might have been funny, but I watched it to see an entertaining match of rugby, and oh, I didn't see it. It's entertaining in that Scotland cannot help themselves. Yeah, yeah. Like they, they set themselves up for a great run in this tournament, 
Like they're dark horses traditionally, mm-hmm. um, and then fail completely utterly at the first step. <laughs> it's it's just so funny. They're, they they will never win a Six Nations. You can write that down. <laughs> they yeah. this is like they're going to age out. They're some of their stars, and they'll be left without. And uh, Finn Russell does it all. Mm. I I sent a message saying that's Finn Russell, baby, and I realized I you wouldn't be able to tell if I meant him kicking his stead or making an amazing pass, mm. <laughs> and then gives away a penalty yellow card at the end. I was like, yeah, that's him. Doesn't give a fuck. Mm. Laughs it off. I'm gonna laugh at him. <laughs> Scott I don't man. know. He doesn't give a fuck, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's disappointing. Like I just think the best thing for a tournament would be to have six teams who can win the tournament and yes. you know we were all hopeful I want Scotland to do well as I'm sure you guys do obviously not when they're playing Ireland but you know it's oh just... no I, I've gone off them well yeah okay well I, I like all other teams to do good at all other stages other than when they're facing my team I just think it makes for an entertaining product mm-hmm. and when when you see that Wales Scotland match and you're just like okay it it didn't it didn't enliven a love of rugby in me. It was just dire shit. Well, that's a bit harsh, but that's you know, maybe it was, it was like a game that both teams didn't want to lose. Well, and that Wales was and they managed to scrape over the line. And I don't know what um, I don't know what Scotland's plan was. They just stopped playing after the first ten twenty minutes. Yeah, I I do genuinely believe it could be psychological though, because yeah. They don't like travel at all. That's another and, thing. Well, unless and, they're playing England. And the week before, like this, the high of beating England first match in the Six Nations, and then I feel like that's that's their tournament. Like, mm. and I feel like they they think that they might say otherwise, but I feel like deep down in their hearts, they just they feel like, yeah, okay, we we took a big scalp, and that's that. And then they can't get up that same level of. I don't know, passion or whatever that's needed to do that the next week. And we we get what we saw against Wales and it's just disappointing for, mm. for me as a neutral, I think. Yep. Was there any green shoots for Wales or was it they, they won, that's always big. Like it's Yeah. Yeah. I am I'm not sure like that was a it was gutsy more than brilliant performance. Mm. Um it's it's hard to say like it's more papering over I, the crash I think, yeah I think they're going to get annihilated by England I, I think that that's going to be a tough game for them is it in Twickingham indeed it is and Manu oh. and uh, six Courtney Laws is back um, and they're going to be big for that team hmm. Sulagi hasn't lost at home since 2012 yeah but how much that has he been injured for yeah, How many matches has he actually played at home since 2012? He's got uh, a couple of wins against New Zealand, I think. Oh, at least one. Yeah, definitely played, one. He's anyway. played like two or three times. Like he's, it's a probably I'd, I'd say less than ten. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, it's still a good record considering they've played New Zealand and we've been good. And, yeah. So like. You know, but when you put it like that, you're thinking, yeah, like, what, 30 games? And then because of his injury profile, you're just like, well, actually, it's it's very less than that. But, yeah, I mean, 
it's just a weird Six Nations, it feels like. Yeah, I think England are going to get stronger if they can keep uh, their team fit, especially mm. too laggy. Mm. I think France, if they slip up, they won't win it. Mm. Um, but, but how do you see them slipping up now? Considering yeah, everything. England, Scotland, for Wales, they're you're playing. Mm. Uh, so they're playing Wales away, I think. Yep. And they're playing Scotland away. Yep. And England are home, probably. So, so they got. It feels like that's the best, other than maybe having one of Wales or Scotland at home. Like to have England in Paris feels like. If that had been in Twickenham, then I'd say, okay, there's the potential banana skin. But considering what we just said about Wales and Scotland, like I, I can't yeah. see now, France. France, they still haven't travelled that well over the last couple of years. Mm. Like it is really hard to travel in um, in the Six Nations. And I can see, I can see Scotland giving them a scare. But yeah, um, yeah I think we're relying on England to sneak something away in Paris, but. It could be a case that Scotland reach, like, find whatever they found against England mm. again. And it would be some laugh, like, if, say, Scotland beat France and England yeah. <laughs> in the one six nations. And lost to uh, Wales, Scotland, yeah. Wales and Ireland. <laughs> and maybe Italy would be great. <laughs> but, like, I can see them doing shit like that. That's why they're so frustrating. It's like, ugh, it's mm. pure lack of consistency, which is yeah. mad. Do you, do you guys want to talk briefly about what you're looking for for the Ireland-Italy game? I have people will be upset if Sexton starts. Sexton's um, 100% starting. I yeah. hope not. I really genuinely absolutely hope not. Particularly after that England-Italy match last week where they just did mm. nothing. Like, my God, lads. I I used to actually enjoy watching Italy a bit, but I don't think I can do it to myself. Uh, I, I, was, I, I was like used to myself, Dave. And I haven't watched a game, I don't think, with them. That's not an Irish game, about five years. Mm. If I see they're close, I'll stick it on, and then I'll concede, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll turn it off. I yeah. keep track of the score a bit, but it's 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 just, um, as much as I rag on Scotland, it's even worse. There's no hope. Mm. And eventually they might get better, but... So why I, start Sexton then? Or are you, you don't necessarily advocate for that, you just think it will happen? I think it will happen. Mm. Um, I can see the reasoning behind it in that... You want to get him back to speed. Mm. If you want to bring some of you guys in elsewhere in the team, you'll have that solid spine to work around. Yeah. Um, and you also want to big, build up a big score against Italy. And in that yeah. case, you play your best pair. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I didn't think about it in terms of building a score. Yeah, we, still have to, we still have to play as if we're in this. Yeah. Tournament. But I would think that other years, and I can't cite concrete examples of this but i feel like other years where we've still been in the competition against italy we haven't started sexton and now yeah. i can't cite a concrete i can't say like 2013 we did it without with whoever I can't generally say though if we don't have sexton if sexton has missed a game as game three we're playing italy mm. we're generally out of it already yeah like we're only technically still out, and we can still win a triple crown, which should not be uh, sniffed at. Yeah. Um. But I, I think I can't think of a way it's panned out like this. It's no. either we're already winning two games. Say, say if we beat France, I'd say uh, you you put Texan in twenty three somewhere, but oh yeah, I'd have him on the bench in case things go drastically awry. Mm. But I I just can't see that. So I 
even even with your point about the building a score, I still yeah. want to see Carberry will be my preference because I think now if if he's gonna get injured before the World Cup, I want it to happen as soon as possible. Yeah. Because, That'll happen at the worst time. Yeah, well, you might be the pessimist, I might be the optimist, but uh yeah, I want to see Carberry. You mean like he's gone already? <laughs> Is he? I just looked at my Twitter and he's injured. Oh my god. You can't what like it feels like He's the Carberry of centers. Yeah, but it feels like really good. rugby is just becoming too predictable, it feels. No, he's always been like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't say that's a developing so, new development. So I'd like to see Carberry go out and put in another solid performance, maybe with a little bit more flourish, maybe a little bit more like what we saw from him in the second half, just touches of competence, mm. <laughs> let's say. Uh, and it, 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 I don't know, like... You make a good point about the whole injury situation, so I. It would just be dumb to not have Sexton on the bench, though. So I, I don't know. I'd like I, to see a couple. I'd like to see someone like Balakun in. Yeah. Um, yeah. maybe someone like Larry, a fullback. I, I think we should start be moving on from Conway. We didn't talk yeah. about it during the game, but he had a very poor game. Um, um just just dumb stuff that, from, your experienced winger. You don't want. Yeah. Uh, it was his decision to go up in the air for the very final play Keenan made. Mm. Oh. Uh, Keenan, it's not actually, no, I won't, I won't call him out for that. Because mm. um, Keenan executed it poorly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so no, I'll take that away from because I, I, at the start, when it happened, I was like, that was a really bad call. Mm. But like stuff like being offside and. Mm. I like think that, that one offside call that I think you might be referring to. Was quite narrow, but yes. like, you still can't. It's not an excuse, but like, yeah. And yeah. I think whenever you have an a not a, an aging wing, an old wing, and you've got young guys, younger guys who are really good. Less, I think there's always that desire to play the young guys, like mm. the Balakoon or Larry, if, if put him a fullback, or or Mac Hansen, Mac Hansen, or bring Low back in, or yeah, maybe give O'Brien yeah, no. a shot. Like, I think you have to be. Really on top of your game consistently is, and do you know what? Like I know it. W- it feels like to me it would be a little bit harsh to drop Conway, but I do think, and I've definitely said it before that like the winger situation should be fluid and it should be form based and it should favour pace and youth of all positions. So I'd like, to, I I I love what's after happening with Hanson. He seems I know it's only two games in, but he yeah. seems to have made the leap. And I, I feel like if Farrell can then apply that going forward to the wing position, generally 11 and 14, like as a principle, i.e., okay, I, I, I'm going to bring in a bit of youth here and take a chance. I, I know it's not fully taking a chance with someone like Balakoon. Like, you know, he's a quality operator and he, he is in, in white whenever he plays. And, and same with... Mac Hansen, like when he was playing down in Connacht, I think he had one poor match that I saw, and then all the other was quality. So you're not taking a big chance, but at the, in the same respect, like you're, it feels like Joe Schmidt versus not Joe Schmidt, if that makes sense. Like Joe Schmidt would have been sticking with the tried and tested, I feel, and then maybe Farrell can put a bit of a different twist, which I I think would be warranted. But you know, then then you're in a situation where. It doesn't pay off, and you're like, "Oh, well, why didn't Conway start?" Yada yada yada. But against Italy, as you say, you have the freedom 
to do it. So why not? You know, it would be it's nice to see. You are going to be playing someone like Sexton. Mm. Like that, 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 that gives you the. Like people say, oh, tr- change 15 players for Italy. That's, that's so stupid. Like you, you can't do that yeah. in international rugby. But you can definitely bring a few lads in, like a winger, maybe a new back row, or like bring, bring Coombs into the starting lineup. Yeah. Do you know who maybe. would be really good as well? Hume at 13, because I feel yeah. like Ringrose, we know exactly what he's doing. It would be risky to risk. I know he's not injury prone, right? but like, yeah. why risk him against Italy necessarily, other than the points building? Yeah. But I you feel play, like. You play Henshaw and him together mm. and put like one of maybe, say, Bundy or Ringrose on the bench. Like, there's, there's mm. definitely space to move here, but. Um, and I hope we do. I hope we do make a few changes. And if they play well, maybe you can keep them in the 23 for next week. Mm. Yeah. Or the next game. I'm not sure if it's actually next week. Yep. I, I know uh, we already spoke about it a bit, but maybe just in terms of selections going forward or whatever. Like, if, if we were playing France again this week, yeah. okay, is, uh, uh, like, so assume Saxon is injured. Are there any changes you would have made to starting 23? Or I think. Go on. Say Dar- I was going to say, I think Doris and Conan were under a bit of pressure for different mm. reasons. Mm. I thought Doris improved the longer the game went on. Yep. He had a couple, one of the knock ons, okay, he was at his head, but one of them he should definitely have kept. Mm. Um, Conan, that's not the greatest Six Nations. Like, he, mm. good game against Wales, but most people did. Not great against uh, France, but taken off before the resurgence really came. I think maybe you're looking at, well, Peter Manning would be, might be out because of head injury, but I thought Murray didn't really give us anything. Yeah. Um, I'd just be making a few changes like that. Um, mm. And maybe giving, say, someone like Furlong half a game and beat them the other half instead yeah. of like a 50 or 60 minute split. Um, Henderson, I might have started, but he's out. Yeah, he's so sick, it's not he? too much of a change. Like, yeah, bring in the like the younger, exciting backs. Um, maybe bring Casey in, mm. bring Coombs in, but I wouldn't be going too crazy. Mm. Here, what did you think about the Amani situation? I thought that was dreadful, frankly. They left him on for about five minutes. And it was yeah, I, I was clear. Yeah, I was like, I, I missed it the first time. I said, okay, maybe he just got brushed away because he's up in the race and no one was taking him off. And then I saw the replay and I was like. How is he actually? Yeah, and they left him for about five minutes. I was very I'd forgotten about it by the time they started taking him off, and I was like, "Oh yeah, he must be going off for a HIA." Like to me, that's ridiculous, frankly. Why you have it there? Like, and there was a there was a stoppage in play because a try was scored, so they had like a whole two minutes of which there was nothing happening for someone to flag that and make the call, and it just didn't happen. And like, I don't know. It seems like, just... like thankfully he came, he got taken off. Yeah. Then, but like it's very it was very odd considering how good uh, good they've become in getting people off. Mm. Mm. And I can't I can't see that it was like the, they were slowing shit down to try and keep him out there at because like yeah. it's not like he was our wonder sub that was gonna win the game for us or anything. So it just seems like it wasn't good enough and I want it to be better. Mm. And uh just like something not dissimilar happened in the uh well a bit different, but in the England Italy under twenties match, where mm. I think the you might have seen it, the yes. England coaching staff were trying to basically pressure the referee into not having very, a guy sent off for HA. Yeah, it was shady as fuck, quite frankly, because the match and they're asking for right yellow cards. The mm. the the medic was 
Was he? Yeah. Or she, okay. Was that's she? Bad. Yes. And I just feel like if that wasn't a woman ref, that wouldn't have happened. Yep. Which he dealt with it very well, in fairness. The yep. new, the the uh, the ref. Yeah. She, but she, I haven't heard if there's been any sanctions, but I do know the players' union, the international players, have raised it. I should mm. hope so because that was dreadful. I thought, and maybe. Maybe I'm being overly empathetic here because it is a woman ref, and I feel like it's probably harder to be a woman ref in man's rugby because I feel like, I don't know, you would just be maybe dismissed a bit more or something. But I just thought it was awful. And the match, the, the independent doctor was standing right there, like beside him, saying, uh, yeah, he has to go off. And he was just like, no, we checked him. He's grand. Ah. <laughs> mm. uh, so yeah, both of those situations I think show what is maybe an imperfect system. That yes, will hopefully get better. Um, I would agree. Uh, so that kind of covers Six Nations. Um, we can give our predictions for the weekend of matches. Okay, yeah. Who who have we got? Ireland. I think I think we're all going for Ireland big win. Yes, I think that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, maybe not as big as I'd want. Depends on, as you say, the out half. Like, mm. if it's Sexton, I would be highly disappointed if it's not a massive blowout. But if it's not Sexton, I would take a four try bonus point win. Mm. I think England will win against Wales, but less of a big margin now that Tuilagi's gone. Tuilagi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I expect England to beat Wales, but. Probably not that big of a margin. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they didn't get a four-try bonus point. Yes. Uh, I can see Wales dragging them down into their kind of game. Yeah, into a big shit-flinging contest. Yeah, that could definitely happen. Uh, I think France will win against Scotland. Oh, I'll be disappointed in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> James, James is uh, echoing these results so far. And he said Scotland will keep it respectable, though. I think Scotland, Scotland will. Scotland will probably be with a chance to win it at the end and just do something utterly brain-dead and you'd just be like... What the fuck is wrong with you people? Yeah, but yeah, um, that seems like a fair assessment. Um, so then I just have quickly here we can address the uh, the controversy was it last week or this week? Um, where people were like, rumors that Italy were going to be dropped from Six Nations, Africa were going to be added. Um, do you guys have anything to say about that or? Yes. Yeah. Bigly, I have bigly <laughs> things to say about it. I just feel like. It would delegitimate, delegitimate, de- I can't say the word. Delegitimize. Yeah, the Six Nations as a competition. And I also feel like it would massively cheapen the World Cup, so I do not want to see it happen. Yeah, first of all, absolutely no way we kick anyone out, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it looks like that's the thing. And like people forget that Italy aren't just there for, because we're nice to them. They're, they're, they own part of the, the mm. Six Nations, they own part of the Pro 14, Pro whatever it is now, URC, mm. like they're stakeholders. I imagine you could start a new company and blah blah blah, but like it, it's not. We just let them in and let them play against us. They're part of the. South Africa are fucking ruthless, man. Yeah. What happened to us, like Southern Kings? Exactly. They just got fucked. You know what I mean? So I know it's it's a different kettle of fish mm. to Six Nations in terms of like money generated, history, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But you know, Southern Kings got done, done dirty, and it wouldn't surprise me if South Africa. He does more than the Kings in fairness. Yeah, but uh, like, I wouldn't surprise me if they they would happily do the same thing to Italy if it meant oh, yeah. they got like a bigger cut of the pie, which I think is dreadful. 
Mm. We're clutching at our pearls in this podcast today. <laughs> I don't disagree with us. <laughs> um, so, so then I have. I'm saying if they're and if, if, yeah. if South Africa was to join us, sorry, mm-hmm. like that screws over the Southern Hemisphere. Mm. True, true. As, as much as that might be funny, that's not good for the game. No. Yep. No. Um, I feel like I, the I, game's I, in a weird position. Like mm. it feels like it could I go. Think people are getting too greedy. Yeah. I rarely say that. Um, but I, th- I think they're over focusing on the high end of it. Um, and the short termism of it. Mm. We should be looking, basically, every question we should be asking is how do we get this on free to air TV? And mm. I, think, I think it's worth a pay cut. Like, I mean, if you have to play the pros, yeah, less fine. But there needs to be a consistent uh, message from the Six Nations. Mm. Not message from the Six Nations. It needs to be consistent attitudes between the Six Nations and the club rugby blow us that we won't take the highest the highest bid. We'll take us what gets us on free air TV. That's mm. a bit of a digression from this, but that's what we need to do to improve the game, improve mm. the amount of people on it. Because the Six Nations gets huge numbers on free air. Mm. And you don't get many of those signing up for a subscription service to watch a pro whatever or a Gallagher Premiership mm. but if that was on free there you, you get so many people into the game but that's aside did, did it, just on your free there point there did I hear something there within the last month about some Premiership match I think it was a sale match possibly was put on free to air TV yes and then the next week they were nearly sold out or something in their stadium like didn't hear that second part but it was it's something just, like that where it clearly paid off immediately having it on free to air TV, yes. like in terms of generating interest and in fans and throughput into the gate, like which is what you want at the end of the day. Mm. So yeah, I think if 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 cricket was another big one, they used to be on free to air, and it looks like they're having a crisis now because mm. it was basically put on um, behind yeah, the paywall. Paywall. Yeah. And like, just look. You said about the Southern Hemisphere as well. Like, look, Australia and New Zealand. Like, I don't think if them two were just playing each other, ad infinitum. Yeah. It's it's not it's not interesting. It's not compelling. It it will just be New Zealand winning ninety nine percent of the time. Yeah. Like, at least if you have a situation where like New Zealand travel over to South Africa and play them one week and get bet the fuck out of it and then they have to fly to Australia next week with the tired and shattered bodies you, you know Australia might be in with a shot then but if it's just back and forth between them two I, I don't see it and that'll just drain any and all of the remaining interest that exists for the game in Australia I think so mm. yeah yeah, bad bad prospect that one although they do have Japan playing in their thing now do they? It's not the same as South Africa though. I know I know it's something so yeah Yep, it's it's interesting times on the international circuit anyway. Um, so then I just have the URC still going along with folks on Leinster. Uh, we're still just getting results. Yeah, quietly going about our business. Um, Was it Ospreys that we narrowly beat at the start of the season? No, Dragons. Oh, okay, yeah, oh, yes. right. Um, we're playing the Sigma Lions this week. Is it Emirates uh, or Sigma, Rob? Because everything from Leinster says Emirates. I think it might uh, be Amherst Sigma Lions. Am I right in saying that? I'll, I'll get something that says Sigma on it. Don't worry. 
I think they're... Sigma Lions is the team. Emirates and, and Sigma Lions. They're both. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, hopefully um, some contrast for them uh, to come from whatever, like 20-something degrees summertime. 30-something oh, degrees. Yeah, to to this. Um, We're going to not much to say there. Uh, from a Leinster point of view, we also announced the signing of Jason Jenkins this today. Yeah, solid. I like it. I think it would work out well. Yep. Be big. We um, need some real. I feel like we need some heft in that in that second row. And mm, I feel like provide if it. he provides that, then I'm all for it. But again, we mentioned it before. Uh, I find it funny that we signed him after the moaning that went on when now, I'm going to I'm I know you contextualize it with how many South African players they have etc yeah. which and is we win games they don't yeah mm. yeah but it just seems like what is a sloppy seconds or something like that yeah. um, maybe maybe he gets injured again and he's useless for us and it's just a bad time but he, he played a lot of games in seasons beforehand he made played for Munster mm. and he, as you said if he brings size to this second row value, valuable especially because yeah, we're Losing Toner, most likely. We lost Fardy. And it looks like we're losing um, Dunn as well, who's a big lad. Mm. But, like, you, you take Jenkins and throw him in with any one of our second rows. I feel like if he's as good as I want him to be, yeah. which is silly, then it's a good second row. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, he'll pair well with Maloney. He'll pair well with. Or even for 50 minutes, just the physical presence on a pitch against like some of the big French teams. Yeah. Like, mm. I, I just put it like this. Like, I, I look at, like, say, a year from now. Uh, Maloney Baird second row and I'm like Ugh. but then I say Maloney Jenkins or Jenkins Baird and I'm like yeah so I feel like what he, what I he, he's bringing something that I feel like we need quite badly so hopefully he can bring yeah. it but mm. that remains to be seen um, yeah, we've made, made a number of signings sorry re-signings over the last week or so which is good to see particularly because mm. there was uh, rumours that we're losing a good chunk of the squad hmm I saw Keane Healy renewed um, for two years. Van der Fleer, I think, was announced. Back nice. on the lad day. Michael Mill. Yeah. Um, the big one for a central contract was Ty Byrne's been upgraded to a central pro- contract, which is a lot of people are bringing up um, his just career path so far, and it is pretty cool the way it's yeah. it's worked out for him. Um I uh, was I kind of had a a conspiracy theory when they announced that he was on a central contract. I was like, "Are the RFA going to move him? Like, is he going to mm. come come back to Leinster because that's where he wants to go?" And does he? Well, he's from Leinster, so he must he, want us here. He's, he's <laughs> so I was just I was just conspiracy theorying it there. I was like, "Right, right, yeah, maybe, maybe he can move." Uh, but no. Um, <laughs> So, so then one other thing, did you guys see that during the week, uh, well, during the weekend, that uh, Super Rugby game where um, the defender hurdles, I mean, the... the yeah, it should have been a penalty immediately. Yeah, it, that, 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 that actually had a lot of debate uh, this week on Twitter and stuff. Um, there is no debate. Yeah. There is. Can you put it in the chat? Yep, I have it here. It was, um, was it Super Rugby or was it... It was Super Rugby, um, Chiefs against the uh, Highlanders. Yeah, but if it's one I'm thinking of, he broke from a scrum or he's down the five meter. And he just jumps over the scrum half. Yeah. Um, the scrum half couldn't do anything more. He, he tackled exactly where he should have. Yeah, exactly. The title there is defender did everything right. Mm. Um, that's immediately penalty, but mm. he didn't. 
So yep. it was just poor reffing. We gave it a try. Um, so that's just a goose step. No, he jumped. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you you actually had people going on about, oh, what's the difference between that and a goose step? Like, genuinely going. And the thing is, if you hit him, and yeah. like, it ends up on his head, is that a penalty against the defender? That's true. Yeah. It's a... I think it's a dangerous uh, thing if you're going to introduce that into the game. Yep. But, um, yep. It's one to watch. It's entertaining, though. Oh, it's entertaining, but like it's <laughs> it, the, the 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 consequences could be horrific for uh, safety repercussions. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel but, like you have to accept an element of unsafeness. Yeah, but you, you penalize that and you say, don't jump again. Mm. Like the ref there, the ref there just uh, abdicated their job. Yeah, mm. it's just happened so rarely that, like, maybe the ref forgot. Because <laughs> well, it's a stonewall penalty. It's not really good enough. Um, okay, so I think that kind of covers everything. And I have one trivia question, uh, which which I scrambled together. He was making their 200 cap this weekend for Leinster. No, that, that's Reese Ruddock. Oh. Um, okay, how long was Ireland's longest winning streak against Italy? And what year did it end? Okay. Uh... Neil, do you want to go first or like? You can go first. I think it, how, is it a yearly based length, is it? Uh no, it matches. Matches. Okay. Um I'm gonna say it was fifteen matches and ended in twenty thirteen. Okay, Neil. Um They beat us in the nineties. That was one of the reasons they got into Six Nations. True. And we lost in their kidneys last year, which was it 2012. I think it was. Could have been not. 2013. Uh, I'd say, okay, say you played them once a year from late 90s to I would say 14 games. Okay. 2013 we lost. Okay, the correct answer is 17 games and we lost on the 16th of March 2013. Hey. So um, yeah, there's not much. One game, God <laughs> damn it! There's not, there's not that much um, stats around uh, Ireland, Italy. That uh, you mentioned that we they beat us in the nineties. They beat us three times in a row in the nineties, uh, well, which we was, were bad in the nineties. Yeah. <laughs> they had Troncon and someone else. Um, halfbacks were really good. Why mm. can't they be decent again? God damn it! <laughs> well, like, no, Squidge makes the point that they are good. They are improving. It's just everyone else improves so much more. Mm. Yeah, but it feels like. If you said that five years ago, it would be apt. You know what I mean? At what point does that... At some stage, that just becomes a meaningless statement because it's just been going on so long. Well, they're playing against five of the best teams of the world. Mm. But in, in any one Six Nations... Yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> um, Fuck them. I'm not watching yeah. them this weekend. Fuck them. Oh, wait, they're playing <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got you again, Dave. <laughs> Okay, I, th- I think we'll leave it there anyway. Um, full weekend of rugby to look forward to. So, okay. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>